Hello, my name is Andrew Gary and welcome to Seismic Sound Off, in-depth conversations in applied geophysics. In this compelling episode, I'm joined by Edward Townen, staff geophysicist at Shell and associate editor for The Leading Edge, to discuss TLE's October special section on AVO inversion. Ed and I discuss why new and experienced geophysicists should take an interest in AVO, how data science and machine learning are improving the technique, the future of AVO in the industry, and much more. For links to the TLE and more about Edward Townend, visit seg.org forward slash podcast. Now for our conversation. TLE returns to highlighting AVO after a three-year absence. Why do you think it's a good time to revisit this technique? I think that any technique that relies on data quality, which seismic inversion does or QI in general does, uh, needs to be pulse checked as frequently, at least as the pace of the advances you have in data quality, in this case, seismic data. And, you know, three years is a lifetime, really, in any kind of technological sense. Acquisition and processing methods are uh, evolving all the time. Uh, as a result, uh, more and more is within reach of some of these uh, advanced interpretation methods, such as AVO inversion. Uh, and, and through demonstrating the applicability of these methods to areas that maybe were deemed unreachable before by the technique, you can you can break certain dogmas and you can move the discipline forward in that sense. I also think that, you know, in the last three years, four years, five years, as a result of the downturn that we've had in the industry, there's been a lot of churn of, of people. Now, in the last year or so, perhaps you could say that, you know, we start to see some green shoots, new people joining the industry, a bit of a corners being turned. And so I think having a refresh and introducing the topic maybe to people for the first time, to new professionals, for example, can help in a small way just to mitigate some of the, the corporate memory loss that we've been through as a result of the, the turbulent last few years. That's a, a great lead into the next question. You know, for a geophysicist out there that, that maybe is a little dismissive of AVO or, you know, like you're talking about, just might be new to the industry, why is the topic of AVO still relevant in 2019? Well, I, I don't know if I'd necessarily agree that geophysicists are dismissive of, of AVO. I do think that most geophysicists recognize that, that beyond the textbook theory uh, of the method, the practical use and interpretation of AVO is in the end quite a, quite a nuanced subject. And like most of geophysics, the problems that we're dealing with are frequently ill-posed, even with perfect data. When you add into that the fact that we have imperfect data, which is always the case, then the problems are not only um, ill-posed, but also ill-conditioned, which means that you know, small errors in the initial data can really result in large errors in the answers that you arrive at. So uh, responsible geophysicists are, are aware of this and, and therefore cautious in the application of the method, but, but I wouldn't say dismissive. That being said, when, when used correctly, the, the method can be extremely insightful and it certainly forms a line of investigation which you can couple with others to build very powerful cumulative and integrated uh, subsurface interpretations. Now, now, as for its relevance in, in 2019, 
like I said um, earlier, you know, year-on-year improvements in data fidelity mean that um, you know because it's 2019, uh, AVO inversion and its application uh, are relevant because we have seen and we continue to see advances in the quality of our data, and people are producing new work, showing results in areas that in 2015, 2017, 2018 maybe were not amenable to this type of work, this type of method. Yeah, it's a good lead into the the papers that are presented here. So for the case studies that are in the special section, how do they demonstrate the positive impact that AVO can have on appraisal and field development programs? Well, those activities that you mentioned, field development and, and appraisal, these are probably some of the most capital intensive activities that we do as oil and gas professionals. And with, with seismic inversion, we really do have the potential to influence not only the assessment of hydrocarbon volumes, but also on the subsequent placement of wells to uh, take advantage of those volumes. And so making the right call in this regard has a huge lever effect really on the financial picture of of a discovery and whether it screens economically and ends up being something that gets pursued all the way through to development and production. Now, a lot of engineering considerations are, are really central to the field development process. And any time that a geophysics technique can enrich that decision-making process, then it, it really opens up the potential for integration across disciplines um, with, it, with engineers and so on. And, and that almost always results in a better subsurface understanding. And, and about half of the papers that got published in this special section are concerning various aspects of AVO inversion and its application to, to fields that are under development. How does the limited accuracy of gradient measurements impact the practical implications as outlined in Connolly's paper? Well, the, the manner in which seismic data have been processed and conditioning uh, all affect how reliable the gradient information is uh, in seismic data. And w- without confidence in knowing that the gradient information or AVO behavior of your seismic is driven by the rock and fluid properties rather than having been introduced by seismic processing steps, then inferring any uh, geologic meaning from AVO is likely to be you know, misleading at best. And, and this, I think, is one of the major pitfalls that's possible in the application of AVO analysis and, and QI in general. And as a result of this, there really are uh, entire seismic imaging and processing workflows and procedures and disciplines and professions really dedicated to, to generating what we would call QI-compliant uh, data sets. How does adopting probabilistic methods create better interpretation scenarios? Well, that, that, that's, a, that's a very big question. But in essence, uh, you know, nearly all problems that AVO inversion seeks to address are ill-posed, like I said at the beginning. In other words, there's no unique solution. Uh, All the data can be equally well explained by multiple solution scenarios. So given that, a deterministic approach is is lacking since it returns just one possible uh, realization. And the idea of having a probabilistic approach is that it can return uh, multiple scenarios that are equiprobable, they equally well explain the underlying data. And so by, by spanning the solution space in this manner, the interpreter is able to consider a range of scenarios and, and see which of those 
dovetail best with with other lines of evidence. Additionally, the amount of variance that you see across all of these scenarios can be insightful uh, in describing the size and, and the shape of, of the null space or the non-uniqueness of, of the solution. You had mentioned a, a couple of questions ago how it can, can benefit the field working across disciplines. How did Purcell and Hoy's approach create good conditions to help, help do this, to help work across these multi-disciplines? Well, they described in their paper two uh, workflows for their AVO inversion. And, and one of those approaches relied on defining uh, elastic facies whose uh, a priori distributions were constrained through the use of, of well logs and through a regional geologic framework, regional geologic knowledge. And this in itself is an integrative step uh, that would have brought in workers from other disciplines, in this case, rock physicists and geologists, it, it would have brought them right the way into the, geolog uh, the geophysical workflow that they describe. And, and this helps to not only build a consensus between those disciplines, uh, but it also reinforces the integrity of the result that they get at the end, because it makes sure that the right technical eyes are on the different aspects of the parameterization of the workflow that they, that they used. So it just intrinsically brings in those people. You know, speaking of the benefits of AVO in 2019, you all close your introduction discussing how this year at the SEG, there was a particular emphasis on how machine learning and other branches of computer science are starting to interface with the AVO. While the, the papers in this special section do not fully reflect this trend, what insight could you provide on possible advances in this growing connection? Yeah, that's an interesting question. And, and I think the first thing I would say here is the aspects of you know, machine learning have been used in our industry for many years, perhaps even for decades. But it's undoubtedly the case that these technologies are being heavily marketed and, and are definitely in vogue right now. Uh, and of course, the field is getting more and more sophisticated by the day. So it's something that uh, is ever uh, evolving. Right now, I think that the application of these kinds of computer science techniques to, to QI specifically is somewhat in its infancy, um, but it is hard to imagine that in the future, these types of methods won't serve an increasingly powerful role and enabler for geophysicists. And whether that's through the automation of certain workflows uh, or by just being able to interrogate vast quantities of data very quickly, and to search for certain uh, alignments of characteristics and attributes uh, in order to direct the human interpreter to areas that demand a more nuanced interpretation. I mean, it's hard to say really what, what the ceiling is or if there's a ceiling for such things. Uh, but I think the human factor will always play a role simply because in the end, the data that we're dealing with is imperfect. So any purely data-driven method for interpretation is going to be flawed in that sense because the underlying data is imperfect. And, and so I think that the, the nuance that a human is able to bring to the interpretation will be something that uh, we won't be able to automate fully. How did the papers in this special section help address some of the challenges that currently exist for AVO? Well, um, I don't think any of the papers offered a panacea, but they certainly 
do highlight some of the pitfalls and challenges that exist. And uh, these include issues all the way from the conditioning of seismic data and the selection of the right kind of data for the work, uh, right the way over to how to robustly interpret the, the, the result and you know, with an acknowledgement of its non-uniqueness. Now, of course, the format of the papers and the journal only really allows for a, a limited glimpse of these issues, but they do all act as, as pointers and of case studies for the types of things that people need to bear in mind as they pursue AVO inversion. What problem are you most interested in AVO inversion solving? There's probably two that jump to mind immediately. I'd like to see more inroads into its application into the unconventional resource plays. Getting out of getting the most out of these plays and these types of reservoirs is typically seen as more of an engineering problem. Uh, and drilling these types of plays is relatively inexpensive when you compare it to the deep water. So, so studies on how to sweet spot become less impactful because you can just drill it on a grid and you know, not think too hard about where you're putting the wells. But avio inversion can really unlock geomechanical properties and this can really help to inform the engineering dimension of uh, resource plays. For example, for uh, sweet spotting areas for fracking and, and so on. In addition to that, the uh, land seismic data that's acquired on these onshore unconventionals is improving all the time. And although it's still a ways behind marine data in terms of its quality, there's a lot more that can be done with modern day data and and the processing that's been applied to it than could have been done just a few years ago. And and the other uh, area where I think AVO inversion has got a increasing role to play is in the subsalt and in non-clastic reservoirs. You know, we're gradually seeing more and more success in these kinds of environments with inversion and with QI. And traditionally, it's seen as uh, difficult or uh, very unreliable to perform this type of analysis in the subsalt as a result of imaging issues or in the case of carbonate reservoirs, for example, due to a lack of historic emphasis in understanding the rock physics of these systems. But you know, these hurdles are gradually being cleared and, and work in these areas is starting to pay off. And I think that's an interesting area to keep an eye on as well. What was one thing that surprised you in these papers? The one thing that surprised me the most, I think, was honestly the, uh, <laughs> the fact that a lot of companies gave permission for, you know, the, the show of the data and the discussion of very specific fields. Uh, usually that's something that is difficult to achieve because of confidentiality and so on. But uh, we saw quite a few actual case studies here. And I think that's nice because, you know, workers who read the papers probably have some familiarity with at least some of the fields that are being discussed. And I think that that makes reading those papers a more uh, engaging activity when, when you know exactly what they're referring to rather than it being abstracted into, you know, gen- generalities and so on. Absolutely. You know, what role do you see AVO having in the years ahead in the industry? Well, I, I see AVO as being you know, one of many tools that the interpreter has at their disposal. Um, and it has application all the way through from exploration to first oil and ultimately to end of field life. So as far as its uh, role in the future, I mean, you always hear in the industry that 
the easy stuff has been found and that the days of just drilling on structure are gone and, and so on. And this is almost a, a, a cliche now, but it is true that that teasing out the subtle detail and really getting the most out of your expensive new seismic data beyond just making a bunch of new maps, for example, by performing uh, AVO inversion, it can provide insights that are not otherwise uh, possible. So, so I see AVO inversion as, as adding value as an advanced uh, interpretation method, which it always has done, and which I see it continuing to do. And although it might not always be the right tool to use, and it certainly can be misused, um, I think that in the right moment, it's been proven to be very powerful, and I don't see that changing uh, in the future. I appreciate your your thoughtful responses. This is uh, going to be a great episode. And thank you for starting your week with, with me at the SEG. And, and thanks for your time on editing this special section. Yeah, no, thank you very much. Yeah. Now is the time to renew your SEG membership. SEG members create meaningful professional relationships through expansive global networks, enjoy free access to the leading edge in the SEG library, and can save on SEG bookstore purchases and annual meeting registration. Learn more and renew your membership at seg.org forward slash renew. And thank you for listening to SEG's flagship podcast. Please share this episode with a friend, colleague, or manager that would enjoy hearing this episode. Your recommendation is the single best action you can take on behalf of SEG's podcast. Go to our website at seg.org forward slash podcast to find all our episodes and learn how you can listen to this podcast directly on your phone without downloading an app. Original music by Zach Bridges. This episode was hosted, edited, and produced by me, Andrew Gary. The SEG podcast team is Jennifer Crockett, Allie McGinnis, and Mick Sweeney. Thank you for listening. This is Seismic Sound Off, signaling off.